What's up, y'all? And welcome to the second episode of the Plain Black Rapper Podcast. I'm your host, Nightlife. Thank you so much for all the support I got and the feedback and the uh, warm reception that I got from the first one I did of these. Y'all had a lot of nice things to say. I took all the critiques and um, hopefully I'll be able to stretch those out and get better. Um, you know, this is a process and it's going to take some time, but um, I'm in it for the long haul. And, you know, thank you so much for everybody that shared it. And people inboxed me and told me some real personal things. And I really took that to heart, man. And I, I, I love it. I love the response. I love the way it made people feel. So thank you so much. Um, please make sure that you share this. It is going to be on Anchor. It's going to be on Spotify. Make sure you uh, you share, you download it, um, you follow you know, follow all the platforms. Of course, like I said, this is just going to be the, uh, the plug station here for all the things that I do. What the podcast four bar loop, the gauntlet B battle, which I'll be talking about today. Um, because we have our season three, uh, starting on the 26th of next week with our guest judge, the incomparable crisis. So getting into that, man, um, the Gauntlet B battle has become a phenomena in a very short period of time. You know, from starting with uh, basically a laptop and Lens playing music off his laptop and Sandman not even being on the screen to what you see now, the current iteration of the Gauntlet B battle has been amazing. But the producers that we've got on there are outstanding. The guest judges that we've got on there are outstanding. It is a great platform. I'm telling you, you need to make sure that you bring people to check this out. Music lovers, um, music enthusiasts, producers, artists, singers, A&Rs. I mean, man, there's so much talent up and down that bracket. And the people that's been in the bracket... Some of them went on to do some really great things, um, not to mention like the mercenaries just did a, a, a joint with a uh, rapper, Big Pooh, along with uh, along with uh, our homeboy drugs. So make sure that you check that out. I'll be plugging that a little bit later as well. Um, so the 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 thing that amazes me about it, and this is just on being on the outside looking in is to see the preparation and the respect that these competitors actually give it because it's hard work and they don't play. The people that are in the bracket don't play. Um, everybody in there is very serious about competing. You know, we're just like any other league. There's so many battle platforms that are out there and that are successful. We love all y'all, man. It's not no, it's not no competition or anything like that. It's all love. I mean, we all operate in different spaces and do different things. You know, we just want to, the goal is to be able to have these producers have a platform to be able to showcase their art. Um, it is amazing to see the talent that rolls through there. It's amazing to see the growth of people that have, have gone through there, you know, we have Manny B. Shy has been a stalwart, has been a grand champion, our first grand champion, actually. You know, Scotty Royal, um, Keith Knox, two-time grand champion. 
all of these guys um, have went through and have excelled in battle and leveled up in battle. And that's what you want in competition. You want people to level up, which I think is great. You know, and and to give love to people that is uh, on the rise. I mean, we had Poe Mac was in here called Mr. Consistent because Poe Mac was all there. He's coming back this season, which is great. Uh, I'm uh, really happy to hear that because Poe Mac is such a tremendous producer and even a more of a tremendous person. Um, But cats that have made that leap, like Arsenic, Arsenic has made that leap. Shirts will be a big one to make that leap. Sonny Shirts, I said it here first. He will be one to make a leap. Fox Styles. He just he just on borrow time. I think he's going to be a champion soon, uh, but his leaps and he's he's excelled leaps and bounds. You know, so make sure that you check out the product so that way you can see what's really going down, because it is uh, it is amazing. So to spin off of the gauntlet B battle. Um, Want to talk about no compensation. This is something I've been beating my drum about for years. It's compensation for, you know, our producers that create. It's important to make sure that they're compensated for what they do. Their equipment is not free. You know, their time and effort is not free. Their ideas are not free. Just as you, just as an artist is not free too. Don't get me wrong, which I'll touch, touch on in a second. But the effort and time that they put in, put in and the equipment and the plugins and all of that stuff that they got to buy to be able to create this canvas for you to be able to rhyme on. And then for somebody to turn around and be like, hey, I need that on the free. It's crazy. Or to say that I'm going to buy this or I'm going to do this and then not do it. Just don't show up. It's crazy. We need to make sure they compensate it. You know, everybody's on the, okay, well, you know, hey, we, we'll come up together. You know, I'll, I'll do this. I'll put your name in the song. You know, I, um, you know, when I blow, you blow, man. It's, you know, this is how, this is how it's going to work. We just, we're just going to do this. It'll, it'll be a partnership, man. I'm going to just, just let me rap on your beat and put it out and, and then we'll go from there. And what kind of gold chain Cadillac promise label bullshit is that? Just give me something and I'll do something with it and then we'll we'll get there. These opportunities are not coming. These opportunities make sense coming from an established artist. These opportunities make sense coming from an established artist. But when you have somebody that's on the ground level, not somebody that came up with you, that grinded with you, that's different. If y'all in the same y'all in the same space and y'all came up together and grinded together, that's different. Then you build together. Y'all been in the trenches together. But for somebody to just come on some carny whack bullshit, inbox you. Yo, I heard you beat, man. You know, I really want to rhyme on that. So let me rhyme on that. And then, you know, I'm going to do this and that. And then it's going to blow up. And then we going to both blow up. I'm going to put your name in the song. Like, dude, I don't pay my bills. That don't pay my bills. That don't feed my kids. That don't buy new equipment. That don't buy new plugins for me to further my art. 
the expectation of cats to get things for free and then to be upset or to just downright just rip the shit off of YouTube and rap over the rap over the tags. That shit is wild. I know you got to do what you got to do as a as an MC to be able to put yourself in position, but you don't want to steal anybody else's work. Don't steal people's work. Don't steal people's work to make it your own. I mean, to kind of flip it, because George actually was talked to me about it, too. He was like, man, you do a lot of, you know, pontificating for producers and advocating for them. You know, you're an artist, so why don't you advocate for the artist? Because the artist needs to be paid for when they are putting themselves in a position to be on things. And that's true. That's true. If a producer is saying, man, I want you to rhyme on this. Then, yeah, there needs to be compensation to the artist. People get creative with doing having understanding. If you create, you know, you create a 50 50 situation with your publishing or with uh, or how you getting kicked back on your uh, on the album. You know, if you're going through Bandcamp or you're going through um, one of those formats or whatever and you guys make a deal like, OK, well, we'll do 50 50. And that makes that makes sense. But, you know, artists deserve that, too. You know, our ideas aren't free. What we use to develop the equipment we got to get to develop what we got to develop ain't free. The time away from our families ain't free for us to create this art. You know, we need to be compensated, too. You know, I think that it has to be we have to meet each other. We have to meet each other halfway with that. If there is a mutual, if there is a mutual love and understanding. So where both the producer and artist want to mutually work together then you guys do what you need to do to make the marriage work. But I'm not just going to solicit somebody and be like, give me your work. I've had my share of working with producers that have allowed me to be a part of, allowed me to be a part of things and have, you know, blessed me with opportunities to do things. I didn't beg or I didn't beat on their door. I'm like, oh, I have to have this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You hear me on the gauntlet. You, have, you hear me on the gauntlet sometimes when I'll be judging. I'm like, yeah, I need that. I, mean, I know what comes with that and responsibilities. I'm not asking for anything for free. You know, I just I, I know what comes with that. But. We have to have the understanding and enough respect for people that create to be able to compensate them fairly for what is being created. Because it costs money to do this. Even this. The podcasting space. It costs money to do it. You know when you interviewing. You interviewing cats. I don't think people understand that. You know to pay for these platforms. To be able to produce your stuff. You know it's monthly fees involved in that. To be able to get it to. The masses. Is monthly fees involved in that. This all isn't free. This shit don't run on sunshine, hearts and puppies, like I always say. Compensation is needed. So make sure you take care of people and, you know, take care of your take care of your folks that you see this out there. That's, that's not only doing stuff, but 
if you have an artist that you that you uh, if you have an artist or you have a producer that you want to work with, make sure that they're compensated in some fashion. Or you guys work out the understanding and make it make it work so where it benefits it benefits both people. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is performance arrogance. What is performance arrogance, you ask? It's understanding that when you are working and when you are doing things that you feel like you're the best at what you do in the moment. It's important to have that, to be good at what you do. If you don't have performance arrogance, then you're not going to be very good at what you do. Now, just having the actual arrogance to walk around with it all the time, I think that's different. Some people can wear that and get away with it, and some people can't. It rubs people the wrong way, and they'll always want to see you get knocked off, and they'll always want to see you fail. But you, you have to have that drive, and you have to have that intensity to go, okay, when I get on this mic, I'm the best. I'm the best thing smoking. When I get behind these boards, I'm the best thing smoking as a producer. When I get in front of this camera, I'm the best thing smoking in front of this camera. When I'm punching in my nine to five, I'm the best thing smoking as far as that's concerned. There's there's things there. You have to believe that you have to believe that you, you have to believe that in, in the moment. I'm not saying walk around with that shit all the time because that shit is crazy. But you have to you have to have that performance, performance, arrogance, performative arrogance to help you be successful. Who who gets behind the mic and says, man, I want to be the 27th best rapper in the world. In that moment, you got to believe that no one can fuck with you and that you're the best. When you're creating, no one can fuck with you. You're the best. You're the best. And if you don't believe that and you don't mentally have yourself locked into that, you're not going to perform very well. It's going to it's going to be a continued fall when it came when it comes to that. Man. It is. Up here, it's pretty windy. I live in Northern California, in case you don't know. And so forgive me if you hear any kind of wind in the background. I try to soundproof this as best as possible, but, you know, at times things are going to get through and, you know, that shit's going to happen. Now, I tend to think of I tend to, you know, have things happen to me in all, in all walks of life and I meet interesting people. Um, and I had a situation yesterday. Now. I did something that I don't often do and I kind of um, I've been working for a company a long time, but I decided, I mean, I'm going to just, you know, venture out and take this, uh, take this little overnight gig for this, for this night working with this, uh, this temp company, you know, try to pick up some extra money. Cause you know, I got some stuff that I got to do. So I, um, I went and, you know, worked for the worked for the company and, you know, it was like 10, 10 to 630 in the morning. And so I was working with this, this one cat that was there. And he said, he was like, well, you know, I've been doing this and working and whatever. And he was a cool dude. 
cool dude. I, I, I don't recall his name. He actually said he rhymed and stuff too. And so, um, anyhow, we got to the end of the night and, you know, hopefully don't hear this and I think I'm putting them on blast, but, uh, we got to the end of the night. And so, you know, we're kind of settling up and everybody's winding down and getting ready to get ready to go home. So he has to leave early. He's, you know, he has some stuff to do. So I overhear him talking to the supervisor or the supervisor that was, that was there. And so he tells the guy, well, Hey, um, I've been coming here and I keep showing up and I'll keep working. And, you know, I have the understanding with ex supervisor that, you know, I'm trying to get on full. I'm trying to get on full time at this gig. And, you know, he's telling me that I can work here, you know, but he's going to make sure that, you know, my hours get submitted and, you know, I, I, um, I get paid. So the thing about these temp, these temp agencies and stuff is that, you know, you have an understanding between the temp agency the and the employer that when you work somewhere, then they going to be the middleman and get kicked down, of course, for, for what you do and then pay you. So dude had been working and not going through the temp agency. This, this dude's just showing up at the gig and working at the gig and then come to find out he gets paid one day out of working when he'd been working for damn near two weeks. So he'd been on working for working on a handshake deal and don't have really any kind of, you know, any kind of like evidence that this handshake deal is taking place. The supervisor is nowhere to be found. This dude is not getting paid. And I was just like, this is still happening. This is still happening. You know, I understand under the table. I get, I get that. Everybody's worked the gig under the table. But the thing is, is that when I'm done with my shit, cash in hand. Cash on delivery, COD. Put the money in my hand when I finish. I'm not going to arbitrarily keep showing up at a gig because I'm promised that I'm going to get put on. You know, this not being a this is not being a walk on for college. This is a way of life. This is paying my goddamn bills. And I'm just going to keep showing up until they until they hire me. And I'm going to be working virtually for free. And that work wasn't no punk. That took me back to that took me back to my my box slinging days and my retail days, man, being there, dog. My, you know, my. My toenails hurt all the way up to my hair follicles. All that shit hurt today. Being there doing that work. And that was a needed snap back to, to, uh, to reality. Cause I've been sitting on my ass for so long and to get there and start working again and really be sweating and, and putting in that time, you know, it really made me kind of feel alive, but at the same time now I'm sore as hell, but to see that I really felt for him, but then I didn't feel for him as much as I should because bro, you can't do that. The problem with the problem with people is that we take this modesty shit a little too far. We think that if we do this, then we're going to get noticed and we just keep on. We keep on grinding. We're going to get noticed and somebody's going to reward us. No. Not in this time and in this era. 
You're not going to do free work and be rewarded for your free work. You're going to have to ask for whatever it is that you get. You're going to have to work it out so where you create a business for yourself and you are fairly compensated for the shit you do. And this is coming from a dude that's got two podcasts, an interview show, working on the Gauntlet B battle, all of that. I'm the antithesis of free work right now. You know, but this is my own shit. And I have the belief that this is going to it's going to come. I just have to do more work and I have to execute it better. And I have to do the same thing. Like I said, I just got to PBS my shit up and ask. If I want my if I want, you know, 10 city cares to run the correct way, I got to ask for shit. I can't just assume that people are going to give me anything. And that may be annoying. Like cash at me five cash at me five dollars. This content, ain't, this content ain't free. Using this shit, all of this shit that I gotta that I gotta do to create these shows ain't free. Nothing wrong with me asking for that. Because you're you're you want the free interview. So I, I, I feel like I should I feel like I should be compensated in that situation. But I am not gonna go out here and break my back for free. I'm not doing that shit. That is ridiculous. I will go out and break my back to serve the community. And help people. I will do that. But I am not going somewhere where somebody else is there punching the clock and getting paid. And I'm work, working right beside them and not getting nothing. This ain't work project. This shit ain't the, the work release program. A, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a, I'm not an inmate. Picking up shit on the side of the road. I'm not doing that. I'm trying to work off my sins. You need to pay me. I expect to be compensated for anything I do because best believe I was straight B ice cube at Interscope records with the baseball bat, knocking shit over. If my employer was not trying to sh- not trying to give me checks, I'd be tearing up shit. And if I was that dude, I'd be tearing up shit. I'd be blowing that dude up. Whoever it is that he had the handshake deal with. I'm guessing he had dude's phone number and I'd be harassing harassing dog dog uh, uh two weeks worth of uh pay in this economy with shit the way it is i need my bread man i'm I'm not understanding the concept of cats just being like i mean i know that people are god-fearing and like you know hey you know the the lord will bless me um i'm not going to wait for the lord to execute that when i just busted my ass Somewhere that other people are getting paid. Uh Uh-uh. I need mine. That's not how it's going to work here. So that was an interesting thing and an interesting take. Man, before I I get out of here. I want to create it so where I have a moment of gratitude in each of these these podcasts because I think it's important to be able to give appreciation and thanks because I think that went a long way with our last pod and I want to make sure that I give appreciation and thanks I want to give appreciation and thanks to my children I 
Alana, Armani, Angelo, Thomas, Zahara. Yes. All my kids. They have been instrumental in me being able to grow as a person and learn and understand things. I see shit in them that is a lot of my traits is reflected through them. And when they reflect back on me, it just upsets me sometimes (laughs) because I'll be like, like my daughter, just my daughter's so smart and she's so quick with it. And she's such, she's going to be a comedian. I say she's going to be a comedian. Zahara's going to be a comedian. And her responses to things is crazy. My oldest daughter, Alana, the artist, one of the most beautiful creators of all time, in my opinion, her artwork is amazing. Um, she is the emotional equal of me because I am very sensitive and she is very sensitive too. she cry when the wind blows. So she has a lot of that. So we, we butt heads sometimes because we're both emotional creatures and I love her dearly for what she, what she shares and confides in me and, and enjoy her text because she loves hip hop and we're both hip hop heads. So we bond on that. My youngest son, Angelo, Angelo is, is amazing. We bond, we bond through sports and bond through hanging out. We watch wrestling together. We are wrestling heads. So we watch, we watch, we watch stuff together and his sense of humor and how he acts and how he reflects on things. And sometimes he has a propensity to be lazy, like his old man and just looks just like me, like Jesus, you know, it's, it's crazy. And Armani, my oldest son, he is, uh, the picture of perseverance. If you were to look at somebody that says, and look at somebody and say, don't give up on your dream. You can look at him. Cause that dude works very, very hard every day to get where he needs to go or where he, he's just determined doggedly determined to be what he's going to be. And I have admiration and, and appreciation and respect because he works so much harder than his old man does to create the things that he needs to create for himself. He's, he, he busts his ass for his dream. And I, I could pick up so much from so much and learn from him because he works so hard. Thomas, my, my stepson, but he's still, I'm not his father, but he is my son, which is what I say all the time. He is such a, a graceful human being, an understanding human being, a person that has just can make friends in all walks of life. He just is so amazing when he deals with people the connections that he makes with people is just tremendous i i see i see him do it he can go into a party anywhere and make a friend he's like forrest gump he just make friends for no make friends for no reason but he's also a very sensitive person and a very uh thought thoughtful person you know wouldn't harm a fly but one of the most amazing people that you will ever come across. If you come across Thomas, there hasn't been a person that has not loved Thomas that has met him. And I I really believe that there are people in walks of life that don't love me, but I've never seen anybody not love Thomas. He's great. 
and all of these these all my children not all of these children all my, all my children are a complete makeup of me and how I am and each of them reflect things about me as they've taken from me from when they're when they've grown up and it's like Voltron like I see all of this shit and then when they're, they're together it's just like it's too much because it's like they're just I just see so many reflections of myself and all of that shit and it just makes me crazy and you know how to get on my nerves too but um, I love and appreciate my kids man I, I wouldn't do none of this and wouldn't be nowhere without them they allow me to be the father that I am they allow me the t the time and space and opportunity to do these things that I'm doing um and to bring these shows and stuff to you. So I thank you. And I love my children. All right. Um, I think that I have uh, bent your ear enough. Thank you for joining me on the Plain Black Rapper podcast. Make sure that you download it. You share it. Um, you comment on it. I need your feedback in order for me to get better. In order for this to get better. In order for this to get bigger. Make sure that you are, um, you know, that you're supporting and that you're interacting with me in regards to that. You can hit me on um, IG at Nightlife3200, N-Y-T-E-L-I-F-E-3200. If you want to inbox me there, you can hit me on Facebook. Um, and you can just comment through Anchor and comment through um, Apple Music as well. I'm mean, Apple Music, excuse me, Spotify as well. Be sure that you join us. May 26th, 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Gauntlet Beat Battle. Our guest judge host will be, guest judge host, guest judge will be the incomparable Crisis. And when I tell you that I'm excited about Crisis coming through, oh man, that's something else. That's going to be something else. I got to see if I can contain myself. I got to be like a, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to go in calm so I don't like fanboy out. This, this is crisis. You don't understand. He's responsible for some of, the, some of my favorite MC's records, man. That's, that's so dope. That's so dope. So just make sure that you, uh, you tune in. We will be on all platforms. YouTube, Spotify, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We'll be everywhere. So make sure that you uh, share with people, bring people. We want to build the crowd as big as possible to start season three. We've been a success, so much of a success these last two, uh, these last two seasons. And we want to make it bigger and better. So make sure that you please show up promptly, be on time, be in the comments, cheer, 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 talk shit, laugh. It's, it's such a good environment. All right, y'all. Um, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Take care of everyone. Take care of each other. Do all that nice shit, man. And I'll holler at y'all on the next one.